greatest. Good morning, South Beach. Here we are, episode 13, with my partner Tom and UFC fighter Phil Haas. I'm very excited to have Phil here. He's going to be the future world champion. Remember I said that, but I'm, I'm sure everybody that knows him says the same thing. Uh, you see him train, you see him fight, you know he's got the goods. Uh, that being said, don't forget to follow us. You gotta follow us on my Instagram page, Dino Fifth Street Gym, Fifth Street Gym, Instagram, and the YouTube Fifth Street Gym. You gotta follow all those, stay, send us messages. Uh, don't forget you can come train with us. We do classes and private lessons. This is a full on working gym. You can see Phil and I are sweaty because we just trained. Yeah. He did the training, I did the coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a real gym. We'd love to have you. More the merrier. You know, it's funny. I've had celebrities come and say, uh, they call me up and they have their manager. Uh, so we have a, an undisclosed celebrity would like to train at the gym. Can you close it from this hour to that hour? I say, absolutely not. We didn't close the gym when Muhammad Ali was here. The yeah. fans came in, people watched them. Even people, local people used to get in the ring and move around with them. <laughs> That's really he would nice. love it. The, the yeah. former mayor of Miami Beach, before he was the mayor, would get in and move around with Muhammad. Couldn't hold his jock strap, but yeah. he just, Muhammad would play with him and have a good time with him and break a sweat. And uh, so again, we didn't close the gym for him and we didn't close, Phil came, worked out while everybody was working out. Uh, so many celebrities do it all the time. But uh, how, did, how did you wind up finding us? Wait, wait, you forgot. We've got to talk about Italy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It was in Italy just yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He just yeah. came back. So before we get going, yeah. I want to hear, I, Italy's huge. Uh, I should say they love boxing over there. So, Tell us about the, before we get to them, I want to know what happened, boxing, Danny, the fight. Uh, there's a couple good good Italian boxers out there. So talk about that. As you may or may not know, I trained Daniele Scardina, who's uh, the IBF international champion, just won a Euro European title, so on and so forth, up and coming fighter, top 10 in the world, uh, super middleweight. And he is uh, growing his brand every day in Italy in particular. He was on Dancing with the Stars mid pandemic, so everyone was home watching Dang. TV. Yeah. Uh, he got the, you know, the first his following was, you know, he's a 20 something year old kid with covered in tattoos. And his following was a young, very young following. Uh, boxing fans followed him. And now grandmas follow him. Hey. Uh, they watched, we're home watching. Uh, he came in second. Hey. So he did really well. A lot better than a lot of the American boxers ever done on the American version. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he, he's got a little salsa in him. He speaks Spanish. He's, uh, he gets around. Yeah, yeah. So he did it. So he really grew that. And in turn, he kind of made me famous. Uh, as I go through Italy, people come to me all the time. And uh, they're like, Dino, and they try to speak Italian to me and I really don't I have to tell them slow down because I only understand a little bit, but they're so warm. I have family there that treats me like I'm a, they, they treat me better family. than a celebrity. And, um, but I, I actually scheduled, I, I take jujitsu as a student and I scheduled a private lesson with a coach and I couldn't get to the gym and I apologized and had to cancel. He's like, no, I'll pick you up. So he came pick me up. As he got out of the car, he was walking the car. He goes, Dino, Fifth Street Gym. I was like, oh yeah. He's like, oh my God, you trained Daniel Scardino. You know, he's a fight, he's a fight fan, he's a yeah. fight coach, blah, blah, blah. So, we, you know, it's a small world, the fight world. He, he trained me for free, he refused to take any money for private lessons. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, I had a great time. Uh, it's called uh, Cicero BJJ in Palermo. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were very kind to me. And it's weird, there's a, lot of time a with me. BJJ place in Palermo, Sicily. Absolutely. That's wild. Uh, so it was, I had a blast. The food was unbelievable. That being said, I know fighters, a big part of their job is diet, making yeah. weight. Yeah. So very interesting. I ate pizza and pasta every day. I like that diet. I like it. Pizza and <laughs> pasta every day. I lost two pounds. 
in three weeks. Yeah, but you were probably walking. This guy walks. Yeah. yeah I know like, you think that. I tried to walk 20,000 steps a day mm-hmm. was my goal. But it turned out that our, our Airbnb that they also let us stay in for free for, for me to post yeah. about um, was on the square where the restaurant and the boats oh. and everything was right there. So I went to walk in 5,000 steps a day. When I'm home, I walk 10,000 steps a day. So if the food is clean. There's something food, yeah. really yeah. too yeah. clean food. Yeah. I was eating olive oil. I was eating pasta, cheese. I had a guy in body make cheese for me. Uh, cheese inside is his uh, Instagram. He made cheese live. He made it and handed me and I ate it. It was clean. I didn't yeah. make weight. So I think if fighters, it's hot in America. Weight. I think if fighters can have a little more leeway where their diet doesn't have to be a dry chicken breast and vegetables if their food is high quality and clean. Like organic. Exactly. Like organic. I think okay, if they okay. can stay away, I think the chemicals hurt them more than anything else. And yeah. a, a real quick story, guys, uh, about him walking. He was yeah. in New York one time. He walked so much. That my, <laughs> my stepson walked holes in his shoes. No. He walked 63 miles in, in four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sightseeing New York. The goal was the to, shoe to, had to walk, hole in it. to not take any transportation. So we walked to Brooklyn from Manhattan. We walked yeah. back, we walked downtown, we walked uptown. And we got, uh, he actually, I had to buy the kid a pair of shoes. That's child abuse, man. That's child abuse. <laughs> yeah, he's a teenager, so take it easy. Uh, nevertheless, uh, yeah, he walked, he, he got, and he got a free pair of shoes out of him. So yeah, that's pretty Now there's also a habit. I monitored 63 miles in four days. That's wild, that's wild, impressive, yeah. man. And that's there's crazy. an Italian guy, is there some kind of killer heavyweight that's out there you were telling me about too? Guido Vanello. Guido, he's Italian, isn't he? Or is he Chinese? Guido and and I are friendly, and uh, I would love to work with him. It just, we've never been in the same city at the same time. And he was messaging me, hey, coach, I see you're in Rome. I'm on my way. I was like, oh, now I'm in Naples. The next day, I'm in Capri. I was there yesterday. Now I'm in Sicily. And we just missed each other. This guy has got potential. This guy's the real deal. Mm. Uh, he's, He's big, strong, handsome and diligent and works hard. I mean, he wa- was trying to work out, he's on vacation, he's trying to see if he hit pads on his vacation. Yeah. So this guy is, this, you know, he's a really dedicated guy. Yeah. And there's another guy who's like 40 and all, uh, never had a title shot though, with, uh, I forgot his name. His but name is, but, but, um, uh, his name is, let me check. Oh, it slips my mind, the guy's 40 and all. Emiliano One more time? Emiliano Facili. He's 40 and old and never had a title shot. How is that possible? Top, uh, uh, bad management. Jeez. Management, matchmaking, training, mm-hmm. promoting are equally, are all equal parts of make of a, someone becoming a champion. And I, you know, it's the fighter in the end getting off, up off the stool. Yeah. And everybody's riding into the finish line. Yeah. And I know that. And I don't, I'm not confused on, mm-hmm. on that. And no coaches should be. Mm-hmm. Um, the world famous Fifth Street Gym is world famous because of Muhammad Ali, not yeah. for any other reason. Yeah. Um, because of, of you know the greatest heavyweight of all time. Yeah. That being said, um, Angelo had to provide an environment for him to be comfortable and be himself. Yeah. And ex- and allow him to excel. The matchmaker gave him the right fights at the right time to be who he became. I mean, in order from the shock the world, he had to fight that big old bear yeah, that everyone yeah. was scared of and no one else wanted to fight. Yeah. So. Uh, I think all of everybody's job in boxing is, is is very important. Obviously, the fighter is the most important, but it's a, it's a close second for the rest of the spots. Mm-hmm. It becomes very Jump important. in. Uh, uh, to talk about him, uh, two questions. I want to talk about McGregor. What do you think about that? But first question is, did, has he ever sparred Danielle? I've never seen him. Did you ever spar Danielle? No, Kelly? I'm not familiar with Danielle. Yeah, Danielle and him have been just missed each other a couple times he's been here. Same now we're going to try to get on a regular schedule. 
and they're both actually about the same size. So it will be, and I personally, my, my personal opinion, the biggest advantage, a lot of UFC fighters, a lot of MMA fighters come from small little necks of the woods where they don't have access to high level pro boxing. Yeah, that yeah. being said, if, and it's amazing they get as far as they do. Mm -hmm. That being said, I think the, one of the things you can do, one of the real secrets to MMA success is to wrestle against a real wrestler that's Ooh. not trying to be an MMA fighter. Fight, box against a boxer yeah. who's not trying to be, yeah. who's just a boxer and so good at boxing. They will elevate your game. Just trying to s not drown yeah. will take you survive. to the next level. Just yeah, survive yeah. it. You get in there, you take a, a stand-up fighter and you let them get the crap kicked out of them in a wrestling room repeatedly with real wrestlers just wrestling. Yeah. Man, the next, when he's throwing a jab and going to the body and someone tries to take him down, man, his defense will be maybe not good enough, but it'll be better than it's ever been. We'll give him the best opportunities for success. I agree. 100%. And uh, I think that's the one thing that, that's what draws people to Miami because we have your your home camp, yeah. Sanford MMA. Yeah, Sanford MMA. We have uh, the MMA, ATT, ATT MMA yeah. Masters. There's some gyms here that have a lot of MMA fighters and they have access to us. Yeah. And it really gives them an opportunity to be really, really successful. And then you're fighting a guy that maybe is from Brazil and he's just a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. I wish I was, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But that being said, and now you've been smart with pro top 10 guys your weight in boxing and he tries to throw a punch, you see it coming from my yeah. Nine day. Yeah. So yeah. you are a UFC fighter, signed contract. Uh, your last fight was when? Oh. Yeah, of course. What? Of course, of course. Your last fight yeah. was, no, was oh, when? Oh, it was when. Oh, yeah, of course you won. was yes. a when, yeah. Yes. Uh, my last fight was, uh, was, I think it was like seven or eight weeks ago. And who did you beat? Uh, Kyle Dawkins. And uh, how did you beat him? Uh, beat him, was it a unanimous decision? I think he was 10 and one at the time. So he had a good record. Uh, he was a favorite. I was under, I don't know who the matchmakers yeah. yeah, who did that, you know? Um, I, I came in thinking I was a favorite, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I beat him, so it was good, unanimous. Shut it down. Nice. And your next fight is? My next fight should be October, uh, Duran Wynn. Another tough guy, a uh, tough wrestler, Duran Wynn. Get closer to the title, that's the goal, that's the dream. Now you're, you started as a wrestler. Yeah. What I, was your wrestling background? Uh, I'm originally from Jersey, so from Jersey I went, uh, went to state, stuff like that, did okay. Then I went to Iowa Central, community college in Iowa, won a national title there. Then that got me a scholarship to Iowa State. Wow. Then I went to Iowa State. Then I started picking up MMA as I was going to Iowa State. And then from there, just progressed, progressed. Didn't want to get a real job. Started fighting. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, I just fell in love with the sport of uh, combat sports, you know? Uh, there's so much to learn. Boxing, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, and I like learning. So it just, I just, I just gravitated towards it. So you, I were discussing earlier, I'm a, I'm a beginner in jiu-jitsu, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm very fascinated, very into it now. Yeah. And as my own hobby, as my own personal thing, and you're a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, which yeah. is a, a very long process. It's a great start to have a wrestling background. Mm -hmm. And what, how is your jiu-jitsu coming? What do you, what do you feel about it? How, how is it part of your game? Yeah, uh, jiu-jitsu is uh, pretty similar to wrestling, so it was an easy transition. Uh, I'm a big fan of jiu-jitsu. There's so many tools, and it's like human chess because he does this, you do this, you try to counter this. So, man, it's really a thinking man sport. Some of boxing and things like that. So, uh, jiu-jitsu is amazing, and I love it. And, and it's a big part of my game. I got a couple of submission wins, too. So. You feel the thinking man's game in jiu-jitsu, mm -hmm. uh, transferring over to uh, MMA when you fight, mm -hmm. don't you have less time to really make that chess move when you're fighting than when you're doing jiu-jitsu? Would you find that to be the case? Um, y yes and no. I, I feel like it starts slowing down the more, like how people, boxers always talk about the experience and making that walk and having the ring time. 
once you get in there, it starts slowing down and uh, the moves start becoming a little more predictable because you've been training them at high levels with high level guys, you know? So uh, uh, it's slowing down. You can start seeing the pieces and the puzzles and like how to manipulate this guy the way you want him to move. And that's what a lot of people say about Floyd. He gets in there and he figures out like a chess game what he's doing. Yeah. So there is part of that really when you do the MMA, when you're fighting in the UFC, you still feel that you do have time to, to make those chess moves. Yes, yes. And, uh, that, that all depends on you and your personality, how you go in the game, how you go in the ring, how, you, how, how you've been coached the whole time, you know? Are you just, are you so tense and you just want to win and knock this guy out? Or are you, you channeled in, tunneled in to the, to the process? You still get those nerves when you go in yeah, there in the beginning? Uh, I mean, no. No, yeah, of course. I think everyone does. If they say they, they aren't, I mean, they're crazy, you know? You're going to fight a guy or a woman in front of thousands or hundreds of you people. You fight women? You could. It's 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How long does it take you to get the nerves to go away once you get in there? No, nah, they don't go away. And I'm glad they You'll don't. Have it the whole time. No, yeah. Oh, oh, you mean like once yeah, I yeah, get when, going? When, they go, um, when you get in there. Yes. 30 uh, seconds, minute, couple minutes maybe. Once I, once I enter the cage, once I enter the octagon, I'm, I'm a god. Like there's no nerves. I'm just ready to go, revved up. You know, it feels like, like I'm at practice. So, because uh, I treat practice that way. I treat practice like it's it's the match, it's the fight, it's the big Friday night fight, Saturday night fight, you know, it's pay-per-view, so. Mentally, you mean when mentally. you're going you're mentally preparing mentally. yourself. I see the crowd, like- I see the fans, I see the, my coaching, screaming, my girlfriend, whatever, you know, I see it all there, so. It's just all visualization, so. And then as far as him, yeah, how long have you guys been working together? Uh, Just started a little while ago or? Uh, we've been off and on because uh, he's yeah, a busy guy. Really our yeah. full first private session was today. Yeah. And uh, it was, it, you know, it's it's hard to get in sync. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a, diffi- it's a difficult thing to get in sync with a fighter right away. And this was went actually pretty smooth. I was, I was yeah, kind of shocked. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. pretty easy. Yeah, normally like the timing's off. He says jab and you're like, uh, uh, now. And then, yeah, but we synced up really we put together pretty, pretty fast. fast so yeah. It looks like it could work work well. And to to take a guy, you know, it's it's a lot of times I've had guys that are already there and already making money and then come and hire me to on the side for a little extra work or to tighten their boxing, blah, blah, blah. To be with him now before he's in the top 10 is very exciting for me. So that then it's to be part of the team, to get there to the top 10 and get to the title, it's, uh, it's a lot more rewarding. Mm-hmm. And uh, it also shows... Uh, more of an impact mm. than taking a guy who's a world champion and tighten him up for one fight. Like Alistair Overing, he came in, he had me come in just for one fight. Um, he wound up winning my knockout for with exactly what we did, what we worked on. Yeah. So that awesome. was obviously very rewarding, yeah. but at the same token, it's not the same as being there for the growth. Yeah, and, the climb uh, up the mountain. Yeah, the climb up yeah. the mountain. And to, really, to jump in, know, he's, I don't know if you know this, he's yeah. got a background in martial arts since yeah. he's five years old, so he can kick, he can yeah. punch. Yeah, yeah. He's, into, he's been into, even though he's not at a high level he's been doing jiu-jitsu for how many years you could definitely help him since you're like up here with boxing a lot of people don't realize you didn't start with boxing you did like the martial arts so back in chicago where we were they used to look at him oh he's really not a boxing guy he's a martial arts guy we're now down here it's the other way around it's like oh this guy's a boxing guy there's no even though his background since five years old do you feel you can help him and do you think he can help you with that background along with the boxing now yeah come on man of course i i, I always approach the game with, i, I with don't the know if you knew no, that or not no i had actually i didn't know we we're yeah. talking a little bit about it but five years old that. he started so that's he, wild he, yeah he, he definitely can, he, he can kick that, that six foot five uh Guy's always telling us to hit the subscribe button. You yeah. can kick him in the head, no problem. <laughs> All right. I'm not kidding. I believe it. That's funny, but uh, if, you know, when a fighter, when it turns out that one of my fighters has uh, a kicking opponent, 
it really comes into play. Because mm-hmm. um, then I can hold pads and kick at you mm-hmm. at, as much as yeah. usually the kickers can. Yeah. I mean, any of, the, any of the kicks that they can do in the UFC, even at 50 years old, I can still do it. Yeah. So when that opportunity arises and we need that puzzle to fit in, then you know, we'll, we'll be able to put that together. Okay. Um, who is your favorite? I know you're a fan of combat sports. Yeah. So who is, who, who do you think is your favorite? Not, not, not my favorite, not the yeah. unanimous. Who is your favorite boxer? My favorite box it has my favorite fighter is me, of course. But yep. my favorite boxer has to be uh, Cinnamon. Has to be Canelo Alvarez. I oh, love him, man. Head movement, his of body shots of all time. Your favorite of his, your, your of, yeah. all, of all time, Muhammad Ali, of course, of all time. You know, I think he's he's a pioneer of the sport. Uh, I know I I know Fifth Street because of him. Sure. I'm a huge fan. Watch all the documentaries, uh, him running across the bridge and things like that. You know. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I just love his bravado, how, how he changed the sport, and uh, what he did for the African American community. And uh, I can't say enough about him. Yeah, but right now, yeah. today's day, in your lifetime, in my lifetime, it has to be Saul Canelo Alvarez, wow. and also Floyd Mayweather because his work ethic. Sure. I love people who work hard and are disciplined, and doesn't do outside like drinking, smoking, doesn't party, and things like that. That's how I live my life. The day I've heard, the day I heard he didn't drink or smoke or did any of that, I was like, all right, I'm done. Because he's the best in the world. And I yeah. think you just follow the same recipe. You if, know, the, he, if they fight today, who wins? Canelo or Floyd? Let's say maybe two years ago. Two years ago. When he was still, at the end of Floyd, when, when Canelo yeah. was really getting strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you think wins if they fight in the last? Like a rematch or they never fought before? Rematch. A rematch. Both. 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 Yeah. I think if they never fought before, I think Floyd Mayweather still might get it. But if it was a rematch, I feel like Canelo might have made the right adjustments, you know, in the in the rematch. But it's hard to say, man. That guy's, they're both amazing. And I, but I love uh, Canelo, you know, I love his head movement. I love his body punches. I love his feints, I lo- you know, you know, and uh, like he said, um, the chemistry with his trainer, you know, that's been his yeah. longtime trainer forever. And he's just having that chemistry with a trainer. That's a beautiful yeah, Before thing. I forget, uh, obviously you were gone, the, the ankle. The ankle last week in the UFC with uh, oh, McGregor. Yeah, give me thoughts. Yeah, uh, if it goes on, they fight yeah. again. Man, what do you think? I had I had McGregor picked on that one. You know, I did too. Uh, I think his hands are so good. His timing, his speed. You know, he can slip and rip. And I think in the first fight, I think McGregor was well. McGregor finished it. The second fight, I think he was piecing him up, and then Poirier started kicking the leg, and then eventually. Do you guys believe in the second fight he was really preparing for Manny Pacquiao and that's why he had a different like they basically said you think that was just blabber I don't believe anything anyone says when you put them behind a microphone <laughs> yeah, um, I just I think they say everyone says what but they believe us we have microphones on yeah, so yeah. I mean, but I don't I'm very cynical I've been yeah. around this you know since I'm a little kid and sure. I'm very cynical but uh, I don't I don't think Joe Lewis said it's hard to get up and run when you're sleeping on silk sheets. Yeah, 100%. I don't think it's ever going to be the same for McGregor. He's yeah. not ever going to be the fighter again. I mean, he's probably got $200 million. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Yeah. I really don't get it. I mean, this is prize fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got more prize at home than he does in fighting. Yeah. So I don't really see the point. I, I guess he's greedy to a certain extent. He wants yeah. more money, more fame. There's always more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't know if he has it in him to ever train like he did when he beat Dustin the first time. Yeah. Dustin is not, has, you know, he, he might have made a couple million bucks. Maybe he made now. a lot. I think he went 10 million or something. He made yeah, some money. So so the third one? The yeah, third this one. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. his manager, he paid the government. He's got, you know, he's got 5 million. He's hardly, you know, ready yeah. to retire. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know if that's the if 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 uh, McGregor has the hunger anymore mm-hmm. to ever do it again. I think MMA 
passes you by super fast yeah. when you stop. When you stop to do a movie or you stop to do a, t- to, or a boxing match, when you stop, I think the sport just keeps evolving. Yeah. They come up with new jujitsu moves constantly. Mm-hmm. I think your bones, I think his legs, if you're not doing in there getting leg kicked, your bones get soft. Yeah. And then yeah. when you get leg kicked by the one of the best now in the world, he's a top, you know, two or three fighter in the world, you're gonna your leg might break. Yeah. It's not what it was, it's not the same. Yeah. Um so that being said, I think that that you know, I think it's I think enough is enough for my guy. Yeah. No, no, but I'm saying is for you, what do you think? About what about like, don't, with the mirror. Do you think if it goes on, he wins? Do you think there's gonna be a four? No, nah, they they have to make a four. I think uh Dana White's already talking about making a four. I think uh Conor McGregor wants a four. I can see Dustin Poirier why not wanting a four, you know. Uh, I think the fans would I'll I'll pay. I'll pay, right? I'll pay sure. for the four. Yeah, for maybe fight, stream yeah. it, maybe stream it. But uh for the fourth fight, man, I, I feel like he was I feel like he might have McGregor, I'm a fan of McGregor. He's a fan of McGregor. He sure. changed the sport. He changed yeah. MMA. 100%. And um, I think he's the one who really started introducing high-level boxing into MMA. You know, before, I think, McGregor, we weren't focused. Like he said, uh, the game changes so fast. And when McGregor hit the scene, he was knocking people out with lefts and rights, you know. Oh, and big we were, shots. Exactly. And that's th- those highlight reel knockouts got people excited to see MMA. Who's this guy knocking people out? And once we, us, other MMA fighters see them, like, okay, we need to go to boxing. We need to go to boxing gyms. We need to figure this thing out, you know. And like he said, uh, the sport uh, grows so fast, you know. Dana so, White, you just yeah, mentioned him. Yeah. What, what's he like? Do you deal with him a lot? Do you like him? Different? Uh, Obviously, you're not going to say you don't like he's, him. Yeah, he's my boss. He's going to get me fired on my day off. Uh, he's my boss. He's, he's a good guy. Love him. Love him to death. No, uh, we meet in uh, we we uh, we meet in like passing. You know, we're not best of friends, but he knows my name. He's done a little a uh, couple like uh, highlight things. I'm like, oh, Phil's a great guy. Uh, There's a lot of hype, a lot of promo things for me. So yeah, he I knows mean, just from being here, like a very you're very likable. You speak well. You know what you're doing. There's no reason for somebody not to like you. Thank so, you. you know, but unless we're fighting, you might not, not like to watch this, but yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got great personality. He might. Well, I I when we look, when we go back on this, yeah. you're gonna. See see that this is one of the sharpest fighters you've had in the interview after we you know we're at 13 but one day we'll be at 113 and 1013 we look back on this you're gonna see that you can see how well thought he is about about, about fighting yeah i could see look i think they did have to be a champion before he was at 15 and one we didn't get another champion there's a couple guys that i can see from the personality i haven't yeah. seen you really in the ring to do anything yeah yeah but from the personality the way you speak you're, you're definitely on your way. I, yeah, I, I can just sense it. I, I mean, I hung around at least. So I know, like, the personality of a fighter. I'm not hearing you yet. Not yet. Yeah. But just your mannerisms, the way you are, the way you think, the way you've been talking in the last, what, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, you, I think you're on your way on it. Hey, thank you. So, I appreciate that. So who is your favorite MMA fighter? That you know, all I got, time. that's me. But I've, 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 you, yeah, all time. Uh, Oh, time there's so many, so many great fighters, and we got to go back to like the Hicks and Gracie days, you know. Yeah. And uh, man. Theodore days. Yeah, exactly. There's so many because uh, they're all just all different eras. You know how sure. the game changes so fast. Uh, you had to pick because you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to pick because I do, I think Anderson Silva. He's oh, no uh, Anderson Silva one. or John Jones. John or John Jones. Yeah, he's still fighting though. Yeah, he's he's still fighting. Yeah, yeah but yeah. his legacy is pretty oh, cemented. Yeah. I mean, stud. Yeah, he was the long. He's still the youngest uh, champion. world champion ever in the history of the sport. You know, and he's still competing. You know, he's got the most title defenses in the sport. Um, and he's it's he's still a long shot. I think uh, closest is like uh, Amanda Nunes with like seven, and he's yeah. got like fifteen or something. Yeah. 
You know, because I mean that's a legit, legit all-time. Game. Anderson Silva's going to be fighting. Is he going to fight Jake Paul or yeah? No, right, boxing. Fighting. He's yeah. fighting. I know he he beat you, Julio Cesar Chavez. You yeah. know that. Who's no walk in the park? No. That guy is legit. Julio Cesar Chavez came here. Up, the guy came to work out again on vacation. People come mm-hmm. to Miami Beach and they just I want to come and work out one time the world famous finish gym and I walk in the world arms yeah. and man he was hitting a bag with body shots like no one I've ever seen before Jeez. this guy was no joke and he's a big guy with a giant head mm. he had he had, the reason the biggest problem they had with him is that he he should have been a super middleweight or a light heavyweight and they wanted to make him the middleweight champion and they sucked him down so uh-huh. much and they had everybody knew better than the fighter and that's not always true Sometimes your coaches and your management know better, and sometimes you got to listen to the fighter and the fighter's body. Yeah. And he told me, barely speaks English. He told me really? they made me, I mean, bear heavy accent. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like they made me go down, and it was the diets were always too hard on me. Yeah. He barely knew me. He yeah. knew me for one day, and he was opening up. I felt like I wanted to hug the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. uh, and man, that guy is no joke. For Anderson Silva to beat him, I don't care if he got if he found him off the couch. Mm-hmm. That guy knows boxing. He's been boxing, been around boxing oh, yeah. since, since he's born. Yeah. He's a big, strong guy. He's a tough guy, and uh, to beat him, to, for Anderson Silva to beat him is no walk in the park. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and now Anderson Silva has a fight against. I, I'm forgetting the guy's name. They're talking about him and Jake Paul or Logan Paul or I mean, I don't know how how serious that is, but that's why I was I I popped up when you said his name. Crazy. But he's going to be boxing again. Yeah, I yeah. I think he's done with with uh, MMA. MMA. Yeah. But who's he supposed to be fighting? Uh, I, I, hear, I know they were talking about Jake Paul, Logan Paul, which yeah, you know, and those are the money fights that, that, that they yeah. sell tickets and. You know, prize fighting has always been prize fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, for the first certain amount of, I don't know, remember, I don't know exactly when, but there was a certain time when they wouldn't even let African Americans fight in boxing. So yeah. it's always been, a, sport, the sport's always been on the bullshit. Yeah, let's yeah. not kid, let's yeah. not kid ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they, they're they always going to pull some funny business to try to get to sell tickets. It's That's, that's what they're it. trying to do with sell yeah. tickets. Yeah. Sure. If you can sell tickets, you know, too bad, too bad for you if you're 10 and 0 and you can't sell any tickets. I don't have to tell you. Yeah, this guy's yeah. 1 and 0, 2 and 0, and he's fighting he's so wrestlers. Yeah. So, what do you uh, understand yeah. what you want from the guys? Now, uh, what do you think about uh, Vitor Belfort and. How am I forgetting this guy's name? Paul Natchik. No. Uh, Vitor no. Belfort. He's boxing? Yeah, oh, Golden Boy promoter. Yeah, he's supposed to fight Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, Oscar De La Hoya, yeah. Yeah. I don't know who shares less business being in the ring. <laughs> I think both of them aren't afraid to go out and have yeah. a good time at night. Yeah. I think both of them uh, have had chemicals that they would fail all kind of tests. Yeah. Uh, I, they're both too old and Oscar's really too old. Yeah. Uh, well, how old is he? How, is he 48. 48, yeah. How old is Bernard Hopkins? 52. Yeah. Come on, bro. I don't know. Yeah. Bernard Hopkins but Oscar, is special. He's yeah, 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 spe- yeah. Not only that, he's never partied. He wakes yeah. up at Hopkins 4 o'clock in the morning. Parties. Yeah. Never. 4 Bernard o'clock Hopkins in the morning, he runs. We trained him for a, for a fight, the Chad Dawson fight. He yeah, actually was sparring with him. It was hysterical. Wow. Well, it was yeah. the craziest thing. I'm yeah. holding mitts for him. Yeah. And he said, you got to try to really hit me back because they're going to try to... You know, hit you. Yeah, yeah. So I tried to hit him. So then he hit me back. I said, hey. Hey, bro. Hold on. He goes, you should get a mouth guard. I said, mouth guard for what? I said, because I want to be accurate and I'm, I'm going to touch you. I said, then he goes, you should get gloves. I said, gloves? I said, that makes me your smart partner. I'm not, you're, I'm not, you're not paying me to be a smart partner. But he's a great guy. He actually, I learned more from him than he did from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what I did for him, provide him an environment. He lives in Miami. Mm-hmm. I provided an environment for him. 
positive environment. He loves people. Yeah. Bernard Hopkins loves people. And he loved the Ali atmosphere where mm -hmm. everyone was here. And he would sit and talk to people. Just very similar, Ali. Very similar and engaging and wanted to really be involved with people, had them watch him. He'd mm -hmm. perform. We'd hit pads and no one be around. He'd be bored. We'd hit pads and it'd be a full class full of people. He, energy, he would yeah. be on. Yeah. And uh, again, he taught me six ways to throw a jab. So yeah. I learned more from him than yeah. he did from me. Um, but at 10 o'clock at night, we'd be out to, we're, I think we're out for my birthday. One, for something, he was at, we were at dinner. 10 o'clock at night, he got up and left. Like, Where are you going? He goes, it's 10 o'clock. I gotta be up, I gotta be up at 6 o'clock to run. My man. I think earlier than that. Yeah. I think it's up like four or five. He does seven, not yeah. miss. My man. He does not miss. He doesn't care what is going on. Yeah. His career, his winning, his fighting is first. His health. He, he knows everything else is second. Yeah. And uh, that's beautiful. You know, he's pleased and thank you and mm -hmm. so happy. Thanks for having me at your party, blah, blah, blah. But I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was great. We really had a good time with him. Uh, I had a kid here once. I always ask. I'm always interested in everybody's favorite fighter. Yeah, yeah. So even before the podcast, I asked some little kid I was training. His mom came, bought him, you know, bought him a $200 private lesson. And, yeah, yeah. and that's a lot for a kid. Yeah. Even if your parents are buying it for you. So I said to him, I said, who's your favorite fighter? And he said, Bernard Hopkins. And as of just as took a shot, I put him on FaceTime. Bernard answers the phone. So he's such a nice guy. He's, you know, he's answering for yeah, me, yeah, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. I put him on with the kid. He spends 20 minutes with the kid. Dang. 20 minutes with the kid talking to him. The kid could, the mom's like, I would have spent double. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he's so, my awesome. son's so happy. Dude. And uh, so Bernard's a really good guy and, yeah. and great. You know, the most famous, my favorite Ali story mm -hmm. is the story about the jet. The, the short version is a guy calls him up and says, uh, can you talk to my son? He's, he's in the hospital with cancer. Mm -hmm. Ali says, no. He says, no. Mm -hmm. He tells everyone in camp, get dressed. And they drive like two hours to the hospital yeah. to visit the kid. The, the, Ali shows up. He's like, what are you doing here? He's like, you told me your son's dying of cancer. I'm not going to talk to him on the phone. Hey. He sits down with the kid. He said, listen, kid, I'm going to beat uh, George Foreman and you're going to beat cancer. Ah, I remember that. Yeah, the kid says, yes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. do it. Yeah. The guy calls him back two weeks later, says, my son's really bad. You got to talk to me. So I'm not, you know, he shows up again. Yeah. He said, what happened? I told you, I'm beating George Foreman and you're, you're going to beat cancer. He said, no, champ. You're going to beat George Foreman. And I'm going to tell God I know Muhammad Ali. Yes. I, remember, yeah, I get goosebumps every just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, and that's why they call that's him the greatest. Not for his jab cross. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot of people lot don't know, he went to meet Sugar Ray Robinson to get an autograph from him. And Sugar Ray Robinson, when he was young, didn't do it. And it hurt him so much that he said that from now on, if I ever make it big, every single person, like he would sit in the room, he would talk to everyone, he would do everything. So he doesn't ever make anyone feel like when he was a kid. Mm. That's why he was always like, signing autographs, staying oh, the whole time. Okay, when we okay. had the okay. grand opening gym, he stayed, it was, he was very old at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, he was very sick. Mm -hmm. His handlers wanted him out of there. Yeah. It was, the gym is small. It was packed with 300 Hot. people. Jeez. Hot on like a September this. night in yeah. August. And he stayed. Hold on, a September night in August. A September night. Summer night. Summer <laughs> night. Miami, sorry. Yeah. September night, Miami. Yeah. And he stayed and he signed his, he signed his, the little bit that he could sign. He took as many pictures. He stayed with everybody. And uh, he went out the back door because yeah. they made him. Yeah. And everybody's waiting in the back door and he stayed out there and continued. He could barely stand for the time that they wanted him to. Yeah. Jeez. And he just stayed there. And, and and every time I ask him, why do you do it? He said, I'm just trying to get to heaven. Yeah. He's a man. He's the greatest. I mean, it's no joke. That's beautiful. He does it. He does it consistently. He's the greatest. Every time you give him the opportunity, mm -hmm. it's remarkable. And that's what you're going to be like, too. Yeah, I can only hope to be. You will uh, even, be. Even you're going to be champ. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Champ. So your trajectory now. Champ is done. Where, where do we go? Talk, where do we go? Give us a, like an idea of what it takes to get to the championship. 
what like it, a fight by fight, yeah. like who you fight, how many do you need. Uh, just, just just like uh, Dino said, it, it's who you put it butts in the seats. How exciting are these fights? I can win ten more fights and not be as exciting, and then it take longer. Or I can win three fights, get working with Dino, get some sick knockouts, and three fights in, I'm fighting for the world title. So it all depends. Where do you make that decision mm -hmm. to be exciting? or to win because a, lo a loss to be exciting to get a loss can set you back versus like win now and look good in your next fight mm, that, how do you make that decision I, I, it depends on the opponent but honestly i think the work's done in the gym you know and i i think that's when i started making the leaps and bounds when i just worried about getting better that day and not worrying about uh doing wins and losses you know i just worry about my performance and doing well and doing the things that me and dino worked on me and my coaches worked on you know so uh I, I like to go for it. I like to pressure. I like to knock people out. You know, I got I got knockouts on my records, and that and that's what I do. Just look for, look for the finish. So that's my thing. I've heard Dana White say, "Want to come back? Win or lose, be exciting." Yeah. I rather you lose exciting than win boring. Uh, I, I heard him say that to my face. Yeah. Uh, we had a wrestler that was our fighter that was kind of boring, and uh, he was not interested in in uh, you know. Hold, have him take him down and hold him. Yeah. He told us flat out, I'd rather have you lose exciting and win boring. So Dana White knows what fans want. Yeah. You give them what they want. I've seen yeah. these knockouts, they're amazing. Uh, we're gonna get you with some high level boxers. Yeah. Your timing is be impeccable and uh, you let your hands do the talk. And yeah. before you, I think it's gonna, I think the title's gonna come a lot faster than, than maybe the paper would say. Yeah. Playing de devil's advocate. If you do lose, though, this is a sport where you can get hurt. So yeah. when you get, I mean, it's, it's different. You can get choked out. You can tap out. You're not going to, you know, you're back to fight. You're getting hit in the head with mm -hmm. those four-ounce gloves. It takes effect. We see what happened to Chuck Liddell. We, we see what happens to guys that we know that we've yeah. trained before. It's, it's a little bit different. So you can try to be excited, but you get caught. That's going to shorten your career versus, you know. Yeah, so that's what I was trying to get at. I mean, you can still be exciting, yeah. but... Where do you make that decision of being excited and shortening your career instead yeah. of just winning and, and taking those chances a little bit later? And it's also different. The pay structure is different. In boxing, you guys get flat. In MMA, we get sure. show and win. Yeah, right. So I may be Plus fight of the night, knock out of all yeah. that other stuff. But if I, bonuses. If I, yeah, if I lose that fight, I only get one check. You know what I mean? Only half my purse as opposed to boxing. You Don't guys win. get... Yeah. yeah. So you, you got to play that balancing act. I mean, you got to win. That's yeah. the reality of the situation. Yeah. He's a winner. He knows how to do it. Um, I don't think that that win and loss can be an issue. Mm -hmm. I think athletes, fighters in particular, and that's what people love about fighting the most. It is all, especially the world that we live in, the pandemic where everyone's home, behind a computer, they can't even have a real face-to-face -face meeting. Yeah. They get to live vicariously through a fighter mm -hmm. that is living, not in a moment, in the fraction of a second, yeah. the fraction of a second decision. He's making real decisions with real consequences. Mm -hmm. I think that that naturally with proper training and proper rest and proper nutrition will put, give you the position, put you in a position to be successful and be exciting, you in particular. Yeah. Um, I think Chuck Liddell spent a lot of times in nightclub, nightclubs in Vegas yeah. too. So you can't blame it all on, don't blame it all on fighting. Sure. Um, so that being said, the clean lifestyle, the training, I mean, uh, I think all those things and that is what's gonna put people sitting on the edge of their seat knowing that his next punch might be explosive. Yeah. And that's what they're waiting for. You don't expect every fight to win by knockout, obviously. Right. As a fan, you don't expect it either. But the fact that it might happen, you are on the edge of your seat and that's what's gonna make you pay 59.95, Phillips fighting, I don't wanna miss what might happen. Yeah. And I think that's what's gonna 
put, give it, you give you the success, the title shot, and the money. Yeah. Your okay. what's your favorite part of fighting and your least favorite part of fighting? The two best, worst. The favorite part of fighting. Yeah. Is what just, do you love about it? What do you just? I'd rather not have that. Yeah. I love the I love the learning. I love the learning of it. Coming here, experiencing, meeting Dino, meeting you, and just like the friendships and the bonds you make, and just the lifestyle. You know, a lot of, and have the goal. A lot of people don't have the goal. You know, of climbing that mountain. And with fighting, I get that. I have objective to get to and I get to see myself climb that mountain each day trying to get a little better anything I uh, one thing if I had to pick I don't like man it's hard to say I, I'm just so blessed to be the life of being a fighter I, I there's nothing I really don't like about it even the weight cuts like it doesn't part, bother you I, I enjoy it it's part of it's part of the game you know? you know one of my favorite things about fighting and coaching is the weight cut yeah to be there with a fighter um, I, you know, as the head coach, sometimes I'm not responsible for it. As the just the striking coach, sometimes I'm not responsible for it. But if I have that bond with a fighter, um, or maybe don't have that bond with a fighter, the weight cut to be there with them in the weight cut uh, is is where I find myself the opportunity to really connect the most with the fighter actually, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they are suffering and mm-hmm. nobody likes to suffer alone. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if, if if I can make it a little more you know, tolerable, Enjoyable, if I can yeah. crack a few jokes, yeah. if I can keep a fighter company, if that makes it a little more bearable for them, because a lot of times that's the worst part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I can do that, I'm so happy to be honored to do that, flattered to do that, to go through with them. I don't mind being in a sauna, to be honest with you. I don't mm-hmm. mind, I sit there with them in the bathtub, um, you know, I've done it, and I've also done it with supermodels, yeah. uh, hey, and, and that ain't so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. nevertheless, um, I really, it, that, that's a time it is really unique. Let me clarify. You don't sit in the bathtub with them. You sit on the side. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah, just yeah. Well, so sometimes it's a jacuzzi, and then we can all get in. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. fine. So, you know, You're not public, in the bathtub. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Vitor Belfort was cutting weight, so mad about cutting weight, had a scale. He was doing part of the cut in a, in a, um, uh, one of the hotels, big hotels in mm-hmm. Vegas. And uh, we were in the, in the very nice, beautiful spa. And uh, he got out of the sauna or got out of the hot tub and got on the scale. And I said to him, is it is the scale accurate? That's mm-hmm. all I said. Yeah. At the time, this is 20 years ago, he spoke zero English. Yeah. And he got in my face, stark naked, jacked and horrifying. Yeah. And he's like, now. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, hey, you guys want to translate? And they're like, uh, what? Like all the Brazilian guys, yeah, yeah. super attitude, yeah, super course, mean. Course, course. And trust me, Vitor beat me to death. And I said, tomorrow's newspapers will say Vitor beat up some guy's poor coach or some poor coach beat up Vitor Belfort. Mm-hmm. And they translated, they're like, this guy's crazy. And then they yeah, laughed. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you're, it's, uh, everyone's on edge. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. It's yeah, not at no. all. You know, no. try to make it, yeah. try to take the edge off. If I can do that for a fighter, I'm super glad to do that. Yeah, 100%. But thank God he didn't beat me up. Yeah. One thing I do <laughs> want to talk about that I, I totally forgot about. Did you see the Charlo fight? Because it caught a lot of slack. I did. At 117-111. Yeah, uh, it was a lot closer than 117-111, that's for sure. That guy put in some good rounds, definitely won some rounds. You know, you could win 12 rounds close and win, and and then it could be 122 to 110. Mm-hmm. You could win 12 rounds or whatever, 12 times, 12 yeah, yeah. times, 10. Mm-hmm. 120. So 120. You could win 120 to 110 and win every single round by one point. It'd be a close round. And then everyone complained that the judging's not right. Judging's a terrible job. It's a rough job. What makes it bad is when you see two judges one way and one judge the other way. But if you sometimes that vantage point that you had made it look more dominating. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't want to be a judge. Out of all the boxing jobs, all the MMA jobs, I think the referee is the second. It was in worst. Texas, though. So yeah, 
You know, I exactly home in Texas. Area, you know, yeah. he's a, I understand, but he won the fight though. I mean, you think he did? I don't think he lost. Because generally, I just saw it again last night. Actually, yeah. I think he won. Generally speaking, the fans get it right for the most part, and a lot of fans did have you know, and I, I, I even commented it's going to be very uneventful, yada yada yada, and that was wrong. It was you know, it was pretty eventful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fight? Yeah, yeah, I saw like uh, little bits and pieces of it. Yeah, well, it was a fun fight. The guy came to fight. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like, but I think he still won seven rounds. He did. So seven's enough. Yeah. yeah. And uh, speaking of Charlo, uh, Canelo versus one of the Charlos. What do you think? You're a big Canelo fan. Yeah. Uh, right now, he I, thinks that you know. I think Canelo still wins. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like Canelo's untouchable. Like, well, he won't. You, he won't not, get stopped by anyone, which means he'll get the decision. So he will win. Yeah. Whether he actually beats him is a whole different story. Who has any beat? Oh, I agree. But I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. people are saying he'll he'll but get the if decision he's the super for the like, middleweight champion and the middleweight champion mm-hmm. and the junior middleweight champion. Mm-hmm. Why is the why was the Charlo never mentioned? Why does anyone want to fight him? Granted, I don't want him in a press conference. Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm not excited. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of their boxing. Yeah. I'm not breaking their neck to call Ronnie Shields to get him in here for an interview. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they'll be very nice. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. sure don't seem like it. Yeah. Now, maybe it's an act. Yeah, maybe yeah. I don't. Who sure. knows? Maybe they, you know they bring their mother yeah. flowers every Sunday. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But what I do know is they can fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, I you know. Well, how do you see him? How? What are their keys to being Canelo? Distance, reach, Just range, jab, range. Yeah. Like Canelo's last opponent, or. Yeah, but they're just a lot better. Oh, I mean, okay, okay. I agree. Okay, they're better than all those guys that he's fought. Uh, who who's the guy from London or yeah? How Canelo, Canelo walked right through, walked him down, like a hot knife through butter. Yes, I agree. And he was like what six two, six one, yeah, or something I, I crazy. Agree. How tall is and, and same, you know, either six one, something like that. Okay, right? I agree. I I personally, this is gonna sound yeah. I cheer for the American fighter, okay. even when I don't like them. Okay. Because they're still my jerk. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. 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 I always cheer when I watch the oh. UFC. Yeah. There's Brazilian guys that I've met and yeah. know. Yeah. And unless they're my fighters, yeah, yeah. I want to see the Americans win everything. Okay, I give you that. I give okay, you that. So okay, even yeah. before even I knew you, I'm cheering for you. The other yeah. day, What's that? Controversial. Even the soccer game when they kneel for the national anthem, you still want to see them win? I I, I still want to see them win. I still want to see them win. There are there still are jerks. Uh, I don't like kneeling for the national anthem. Being patriot is super important to me. Um, I think America gives the opportunities, the best opportunities. I think America does is not perfect and it's still better than every place else. I just was yeah. all over Europe and trust me, it's a lot better in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and that being said, I cheer for the American fighter. Uh, I would love to see Canelo Charlo just to see what happens mm-hmm. as a fight fan, as a professional. And know, they should make coach. those fights. And, they make those. That's, and that's where boxing always will fall short. Yeah. Oh, and that's why Dana White is the greatest thing in combat sports. Absolutely. Because he makes the big fights yeah. with the best fighters. And they're prime. And right, and they're prime. Well, remember when it first started with UFC, they used to shit talk him. They used to say this about him, that about him. He's this, he's this, he's mm-hmm. that. And but he did it right, man. Yeah. You know, they used to try to compete. Oh, boxing's not, it's not a real sport, uh, uh, MMA. UFC's not real. Yeah. Now, they're starting I to wish, figure out yeah. it is I real. Wish, I wish there'd be the ultimate boxing championship. Whoever's recording yeah. this, remember I said that first. Ultimate boxing championship. Dana White's the professional. Dana White's the president. I don't, you know, I don't know what his contracts are. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his obligations are. He may have so much money, he doesn't need that headache in his life. No. That being said, I wish he was a president of a sanctioned body of a, did exactly, did exactly what he does. Do I think it'd be the greatest thing ever happened in boxing. Mm-hmm. And just, you're it's just putting the best of the best in the primes that you're saying. And if they don't want to fight, if they don't want to agree to it, Take go it. fight someplace else. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Gotcha. And then when you come back, when you're old and washed up, too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you're going to miss your opportunity. Yeah. You know, uh, I just think he's, the, I think, you know, I think the Gracies, 
I think him. I think there's a couple people that have done things for sports. I mean, for the the fact of the matter is, essentially, you've hired me to be your coach. I've gotten a job because the UFC has become the UFC because you become the fighter. Yeah. That you, I'm not just training boxers. I have a lot more clients. Essentially, yeah. he's actually put food on my table. Mm. So yeah, I, I guess, think yeah. his reach has gone a lot further than people give the guy credit for because he's got a, a smart mouth. So yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he doesn't smile all the time. No yeah, big yeah. deal. Yeah. Neither do I. You do, but I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I asked Phil, you see a smile. I asked Phil, I go, use your teeth. And what did you say? Uh, I paid for them. That's I right. Paid. I hit me and him both. Yeah. Uh, nevertheless, uh, don't forget, Phil, what is your Instagram? Uh, Philippaws. I keep it simple. Philippaws, P-H-I-L-I-P-H-A-W-E-S. There you go. So follow him on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, Dino Fifth Street Gym. Follow Tom is in charge of the world famous Fifth Street Gym, at Fifth Street Gym. Uh, we have the uh, Fifth Street Gym YouTube page where you'll see this uh, Instagram. And uh, you have a, a sponsor that, that helps you with uh, this rough New career? Life. New Life. New Life's been a sponsor. They make a product called uh, uh, Myelin 6. It's great. It has turmeric, anti-inflammatory supplements. So it's good. I'll, be, I'll let you try some. Okay, it's right. really good stuff. New Life. New Life. New Life. Awesome. So there you go. I'm going to make a prediction. I don't know if I'm going to be right or not, but judging from his personality, the way he is, I guarantee you he'll get a title shot. I don't know enough about him, and, yeah. and uh, I haven't followed whether he's going to win. Yeah. But I will, as I go on, his personality alone has the personality of a champion. I don't know if he forgets his shit like some of these people here do. They forget their shoes. They forget their gloves. They forget everything in the gym. That's yeah. a bad sign if you want to be a champion. Yeah. I don't know if he does that. But little things like that and his personality make me think that he's going to go places. And I'm, I'm saying that right now. And I want you to remember hey, it. Yeah, I'll take that. every time I tell David that, he says, yep, you sure did. My so, man, my man. I'm taking that to the bank. I'm taking that to the bank. I'm taking the bank with the yeah. money you make at the UFC. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So please follow us. Uh, we will see. We're going to drop this. We'll be coming out uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. So everyone will be Wednesday. You'll see it on Phil's Instagram. You'll see it on our Instagram. And uh, please stop by the gym. Come train with us. It's a great opportunity. It's, it's a next level. When you're hitting the heavy bag and someone like Phil is hitting the heavy bag next to you, even if you're a housewife, even if you're training for a white collar fight, if you're training for the Golden Gloves, if you're here on vacation, the type of motivation you're gonna feel when someone at this level is next to you on the bag next to you, you're gonna go at your regular life like a champion. And it's, gonna change, it's really gonna change everything about you. Quick 30 second story before I, I know we're running late. I'll always remember them when uh, Dino and I probably 60, 15, 16 years ago, we were training at Wildcard. Manny had yet blown up. They were getting ready to fight Oscar or something, but Manny used to come in and train. Him and I would train. We'd be doing sit-ups next to him. We'd be hitting a bag next to him. And I'll remember that story for the rest of my life, that I used to do sit-ups and, and, and hit the bag next to Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, so that's, that's what he's trying to say. That's crazy. Absolutely. Change your life. So. The Fifth Street Gym is open everybody just like it was when Muhammad was here. Mm -hmm. And Phil, it was great to have you hey, here. Thank you for having thank me, you guys. Thank awesome. You. Thank so you. nice meeting you.